Hey, good morning and welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell and it is a great joy to be here with you to celebrate uh, what God is doing in and through this community and how God is impacting our world around us. Hey, happy Mother's Day and welcome on this Mother's Day weekend to celebrate the kingdom of God and how we are a part of what God is continuing to do. I've said it before, we're going to keep saying it. We're not waiting for a movement of God, we're experiencing a movement of God right here, right now. Community is coming to life in Jesus Christ, and people who are far from God are coming into relationship with the, the author and, and perfecter of salvation. And, and so I'm excited that we are able to join together this day to celebrate who God is, what God is doing, and how we can live into that hope and promise. And, and so if you're new here, I just wanted to say first, you are welcome here. We are excited that you are here with us. We're excited that you are choosing this day to be part of worship, to come and celebrate who Jesus is. And, and we want you to know that you're invited to continue that. You're invited to continue and grow in relationship with us and relationship with God because we realize we don't have it all together, but we know the one who does, and that's Jesus Christ. And we want so desperately to be more and more like Jesus. And so we want to invite you invite you to come with us on this journey of growth and uh, of understanding grace and living into the hope and promise that Jesus offers to us. Again, we're celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, and, and so wanted to kind of start and say, hey, uh, I recognize not everybody has the same experience of mother, uh, of, of their childhood and, and their mom. Uh, for my kids, I, I know that their, their, uh, their experience was a little different because at a very young age, uh, my ex-wife moved to Florida uh, and my kids were, were walking around and uh, really kind of confused. There was a book that, that, that was out at the time that was called, Are You My Mother? Which this baby bird fell out of the nest and went to everybody. Are you my mother? Are you my mother? Talking to cranes and dogs and cats, yeah, even cats, uh, asking if, if, if they were their mother. And, and for my kids, I know that a lot of their, uh, their adolescence, their childhood w w could have been confused because their mom wasn't around. And, and, and I know that there are others that are out there that have experienced things like that. Uh, but what I wanted to say is that, you know, uh, we, can, we can lean into this relationship with God and, and we can all all of us, men, women alike, we can all have a maternal impact on the world around us because uh, I think that's one of the things that God is calling us to. And, and like I said, for, for, for my kids, they didn't have uh, their mom around. And so uh, what they would do is they would fly out in June to go and visit their mom. Well, Mother's Day was in May, and June is when Father's Day is, and my kids would be with me on Mother's Day, but not on Father's Day. And so uh, it became a tradition in our house that my kids would come in on Mother's Day and say, hey, happy Mother's Day. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, even this weekend, I know I'll get a call uh, from my kids saying happy Mother's Day, because it became such a tradition, such, such a a mindset of my kids that, hey, we're going to celebrate you even though uh, it's, it's 
supposed to technically be Mother's Day, we're going to celebrate you because you, you helped do that for us as well. And so we can all have maternal influence. It doesn't, it, you, you can be the most masculine guy in the world and offer uh, maternal influence to, to others. I, I promise it's possible. And so that's kind of what we want to take a look at because moms offer so many things to us. Mothers offer advice and care. They offer compassion and love. They offer hope and encouragement, and prayer. And the Bible is filled with women of faith that have, have stepped into this role, whether they are the, the mother of the person that they're relating to or whether the relationship is just a motherly relationship, they're able to have an impact on the lives of people around them. People like Sarah. Sarah was the wife of Abraham. And God came to Abraham and said, hey, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And, and Sarah was like, wait a minute, I, I, I've wanted to have a child my whole life. I've longed for children because at that point in time, uh, if you didn't have a child, then, then there was something wrong with you because that was your purpose was to have children and, and to be fruitful and multiply was the command of God. And so Sarah had never been able to have a child. She was labeled as barren, which means that she was childless. And, and it was a, a mark against her that she wasn't able to, to provide Abraham with a child. And, and Abraham wasn't all that concerned about it. But when, when God tells Abraham that your children are going to be no, more numerous than the sands on the seashores, uh, she doesn't really buy into it because now she is old and, and quite frankly, she knows that she's beyond the ability to have uh, in childbearing years. She knows she's not going to be able to have any kids and yet uh, God tells Abraham. And so what does she do? What every mother, at the, what every woman at that point would do, she laughs. And what's interesting is they take the, the laughter that she gave, and that's what they name their child. Their child's name is Isaac or Isaac, which is laughter. And so the promise that God gave her was that she would be a woman uh, who would, who would uh, come into, into a relationship late in life uh, and, and that she would then be the mother of a great nation. And that's exactly what she did. Or there's Jochebed. Uh, maybe you don't even know who Jochebed is. Some of you might have heard the name before, but Jochebed was the mother of Moses. This is actually uh, Moses' sister putting him into the river because what happened is Pharaoh had issued a command. And that command was that all the children, all the male children in the Jew, uh, from the Jews would be executed because they were becoming too numerous as a slave nation and they didn't want an uprising. And so they went through and they were killing all the male children. And, and so uh, Jochebed decided, hey, I've got a plan. I'm going to place my infant in a basket and float, it down the, float him down the river so that he can then uh, be found and cared for by somebody else. And, and, and that plan led to Moses being discovered by one of Pharaoh's daughters, and Pharaoh's daughter found him and, and uh, was told, hey, there's a, there's a woman who just happens to be uh, able to nurse this child. If you would like a nursemaid, we can provide one for you, which was actually Moses' mom. So through this act, Moses was saved, and, and while he was growing up, he was able to interact with Jochebed and, and understand who he was. And, and, and maybe you think of Naomi and Ruth. Ruth uh, was the, uh, Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law, 
Ruth had gone with her husband into a foreign land and had two sons, and both her husband and her two sons had died. And so Ruth said to her daughters-in-law, hey, you, you are young still. Go, uh, go back to your families, and maybe you can find uh, another, uh, another husband, and you can, you can live well, because now I have no husband, and I have nothing. I'm going to go back to my people, and, and I'm going to leave this land, so go and do that. And, and one of the daughters said, okay, I'll see you later, but the other one, Ruth, said this, where you go, I'll go. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. And that's because Naomi had, had been an influence in her life, offering over this, this idea, this concept of what a mother in the faith would look like. She wasn't her physical mother. And quite frankly, I don't know how many of us, uh, when conversing with our mother-in-laws, our response would be, where you go, I go. Uh, for most of us, it's where you go, I will go the other way right? Uh, That's just how it is with mother-in-laws. And yet, Naomi had such an influence on Ruth that Ruth went with her to a new country, to, to, to an uncertain future, because she had faith in Naomi and in the God that Naomi had revealed to her. And, and that's, that's the hope that, that Ruth had in Naomi. And, and that's the, the picture that we have of, of a faithful woman who isn't even blood-related to this, this daughter-in-law of hers and yet has had such an influence and an impact. Or maybe we think of Mary, the mother of God, the, the teenage mom that, that says yes to God when she doesn't even know what yes means for her. She doesn't know the heartache and the hurt that is coming, but she knows that she wants to be faithful to God. And then through her faith, we see a picture of faithfulness in the church that we can be faithful like Mary. We can love people where they are and we can make a difference. There are lots of biblical examples of, of women who have leaned into their relationship with God and loved people uh, and, and helped them to see who God is in a clearer, clearer picture. And, and I don't know where you are in this. Maybe, uh, maybe you were not able to have kids or, or maybe uh, you, you didn't want to have kids. Uh, maybe people have looked around and judged you for not having children and, and why, why don't you do that? Or maybe you've experienced loss the loss of your children that, that, that have come too soon, and, and, and Mother's Day kind of hurts. Maybe you grew up without a mother figure, without a mom in your life, like my kids uh, experiencing life without knowing who, uh, who their mom was, and, and maybe that's your experience. And so I know that this day, for some people, can bring painful memories and, and, and be difficult to get through, but I want us to recognize this, that you don't have to have had a child. You don't have to give birth to a child to have maternal influence. You, you, you can have maternal influence. Like I said, even, even as a guy, you can have a motherly influence on people around us. And I, I mean, I get it. Uh, in this day and age, we want to we want to, you know, not all of us have to be like Tim the Toolman and hold up a wrench with a greasy hand to prove our masculinity. We can lean into a relationship with Jesus and, and share God's love and grace and hope and peace with others so that they can know God's
God's love and grace so they can experience the hope that God offers and they can experience the peace that Jesus provides for us. Even God, even God uh, comes around, uh, comes across in, in a maternal picture at times in the Bible. Isaiah says this, as a mother comforts her child, so will I, God, comfort you. Uh, the Bible also tells us about uh, God wanting to gather together all of Jerusalem like a mother hen gathers her chicks together. God has this picture of maternal influence. Now, this is not me trying to argue uh, about uh, the, the how do we say he or him toward God. This has nothing to do with that. What this means is that God is calling us into a relationship and God wants us to have love and, and offer that love to those around us. And we can do that and we can be confident in who we are and comfortable in who we are and still offer a maternal influence on those around us. Now, that comes more naturally to moms uh, because they are, that's what they were created to do, but it doesn't limit that ability only to mothers. Uh, and and we, can, we can question, well, what does that look like? What, is it, what would it look like for us to truly live into that? How can we lean into that relationship and allow God to so transform us that we can share those things with others? And I, I think for us, we can look uh, exactly where uh, one of the, the first followers of Jesus, one of the uh, apostles, his name was Paul, he didn't follow Jesus when he was alive, but after the resurrection had an encounter with Jesus, and, and that encounter changed the course of his life, and Jesus went from town to, or Paul went from town to town, to, from nation to nation, proclaiming the good news of who Jesus was, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And while he was doing that, he encountered and, 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 and brought together small communities of people that wanted to be more like Jesus. And those became churches that, that grew throughout the, the world. And one of those churches was in a place called Galatia. And Paul uh, writes a letter to the church in Galatians, and, and, and our church in Galatia, and it's called the letter to the Galatians or the epistle to the Galatians. And what that letter is about in the fifth chapter, one of the things that we're looking at is that Paul is juxtaposing what it's like to live in the world and what it's like to live in the Spirit of God. How, how we need to live not in the world, but we need to embrace the, the, the hope and life that Christ has for each and every one of us. And we need to grow in our spirit uh, in the relationship that God has in mind for us. And in Galatians chapter 5, Paul says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now, that can sound kind of weird, and so I, wanna, I want us to understand what Paul is saying. Uh, Paul is not saying that if, if you allow the Holy Spirit into you, suddenly a pear is going to grow out of your arm or some crazy thing like that. No, what Paul is saying is when you have the Holy Spirit growing and dwelling within you, that your life will reflect the, the image that, that God has placed on you, your life will more resemble what God's life, what God's hope for your life will look like. And so Paul continues saying, this is the kind of thing that you will exhibit if you are faithful to God. It is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God says through Paul that I want you to know that when the Spirit, when my Spirit dwells within you, these are the things that you will start to exude, that you will start to share with the world around us, around you, that you will experience in yourself, and that you will allow to change and transform the world through you. And that is first and foremost love, that you will love people where they are and you will make a difference in their lives, that you will experience the radical nature of the joy and peace that God offers to to us because you will have confidence in the Savior that has brought you salvation and that joy and that peace both well up from within you. And, and, And what is that going to do for you? That's going to offer patience and kindness to those around you, that you will, you will be more patient and you will be more kind in the world around you, that the goodness of God will be exhibited through you, that the faithfulness that you have will lead to gentleness and self-control. That, that you will share all that you are with all of those around you. And, and we talked last, uh, a, a few weeks ago, about influence, that we will have influence in the world around us. And this is exactly what God is saying, that when you allow my spirit to dwell within you and to grow, that these are the things that you will do, that the, the, the way that you will live will be transformed. Because that's what God is all about. God is all about transforming us from the inside out. And so if you listen to that list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have a whole lot of that in my life. That might be a warning sign that you need to take a look at. Maybe you need to turn the, the camera to a more introspective view. You need to look at yourself a little bit more and say, why is it that I don't exhibit those types of things? If, if that's the fruit of the Spirit, if God dwelling within me is supposed to lead me to act in that way way more than act in a worldly way, then perhaps I need to, to figure out my relationship with God. I need to walk closer. I need to lean in because you don't want your relationship with the world around you to be dog water. You don't want it to be bad relationship. You want the relationship that you have with the world around you to be based on the love and grace that you have received from God. And that can be shared through influence, through something that can impact and change the world around you. Now, I, I don't know your stories. I don't know each and every one of your stories and and all that has gone on in your life and how you have desired to have an impact on others or, or that you know, you, you wanted to have kids and you weren't able to, or that you had children and they have turned away from God and it hurts you so deeply, or, or that your children's lifestyle is something that you are so overwhelmed by that you can't have a relationship with them. I don't know your story. But what I want to encourage you to do is to lean into that relationship with God so that you can share a loving influence with the world around you because that's what God calls us to. And and quite frankly, without that kind of people, without those kinds of, of folks in my life, 
And in the life of my children, they would have been robbed of having a a, a motherly influence that was faith-based, that loved God with everything they were. I I, I mean, there there was a lady named Susan, uh, and and early on, I partnered with her and said, hey, uh, we're good friends. Here's what I I need from you. I need somebody that will exhibit what what a a Christ-following mom looks like in the lives of my children. And in the lives of my kids, how can you come into their lives and make a difference? And, and quite frankly, they did that and then some. I remember uh, one time my son went over to, to uh, the, their house and was hanging out with them. And, and he decided that that day he was going to pitch a fit. And Susan looked at him and Susan said, hey, I don't know what you do at your house, but right here, that's not okay. And he got up and he was like, oh, okay. Like, like, like I had never tried something like that. And it was her influence that had him, okay, I'll, I'll behave better. Uh, or the, the relationship that she had with my daughter so that my daughter would have someone that she could call when she was having trouble and difficulty, someone that she could rely on when she was going through a tough time, somebody that she could ask questions about that I would not have the answers to. Uh, and, and there was another girl, there, the, and she was actually just at this point in time the girlfriend of a friend of mine. And, and had never had kids, didn't know if she wanted kids at this point, uh, and yet she was a wonderful motherly influence on my children. She loved my son, even though he was the one kid in, in youth group that everybody was like, oh, here he comes. Uh, hey, Alex, would you please let somebody else answer? Those types of things. They were like, hey, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. And she took Alex under her wing and, and, and helped him to, to grow in his understanding of who he was and to grow in his understanding of how he can, can be more a part of a community instead of trying to dominate that community. And, and the picture of this is that we can all make a difference and we don't know how much of a difference we can make by sharing that love and grace that God gives to us. We can make a difference because God wants us to be his banner bearers. He wants us to share love and grace with others and to exhibit that fruit of the Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that goodness, that faithfulness, that gentleness and that self-control. And so the question really is, how different do you think the world would look if we took this seriously? How different would the world look if we leaned into the relationship that we have with God? If we said, God, you are everything. You are the one thing in the whole of reality that matters. And I want you to Come into me and, and, and transform me from the inside out. By the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, make me different. Make me more like Jesus so that I can live in the hope and in the promise of who Jesus is so that then the world will be changed through me. And, and we can do that in, in, in so many ways. We can do that by, by just leaning into a relationship that we have and sharing that love, uh, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that gentleness, all of those things that we can truly make a difference in the world around us because we have let God make a difference in us. My hope is 
that we can take from this the understanding that it doesn't take uh, having given birth to be able to have maternal influence, that we can share God's love and grace, and we can do that in a way that brings joy and hope and peace to others in the world around us. Friends, let's join together in prayer. Gracious and almighty God, we thank you for your great love for us that you love us so much that you call us into relationship and that you pour your Holy Spirit out upon us that we can be made new in the, the image of God that from the inside out you are perfecting us and, and that we can bear fruit in the Spirit of God, that we can be more like Jesus in everything we do and in the relationships that we have around us. Father, we just pray that you would use us so that we could be your hands and your feet, so that we can be your people called by your name to share love and hope and peace with the world around us so that we can be made more like you, so that the world takes note of you within us. Father, we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ and all of us agreed and said, Amen.